0: In a world of uncertainty.
1: River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh, no, what's going on? What is going on? There is only one place
0: you can turn for fair dinkum advice.
2: One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh, my God. A place where the undeniably American.
3: It sounds so weird in... An Australian accent
1: meets the undeniably Aussie. Hey, 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 you, oh, let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. Pick his ass, Taylor Bass! And everything else is out to kill you. There's gonna be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show
0: show so we're back and of course i've got our consumer professionals man shot the ranch shot
2: meli the public defender mate welcome back yeah i'm back i'm ready to defend (laughs) a few players on this segment i'm very excited to see my public defender self is coming out today just be warned boys
0: it feels like just yesterday i saw you mate um yeah same About this segment is none of you know what's coming, so that's my favourite bit. Is I'm the only one who knows anything about it. Uh, Bobby Trees, good to see you back, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um, I'm like I, am looking like I fought in World War One, mate. Like I look <laughs> like I'm about hundred years old. I don't know why, but I uh, wide receiver one of the Titans is here, mate. So I'm uh, looking for that back to back one seed.
0: Wow, is Taylor around? Can I say good day?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll go get him, mate. I'll go get him. <laughs> 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 I like no, it's a whole day later We are just as well. He's just taking a massive shit, mate He'll be back later <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, Bobby We'll check in with Taylor when he gets back yeah. But, mate, I've got to tell you It is just so thrilling that Ian has uh, come back Because after yesterday where We, we literally spoke for five hours and This poor devil We barely got any of the show done And he's graciously come back To join us again Thank you, Ian It's good to have you back, mate The Viking from the Aussie Enzo. Not a problem
1: and look at his name.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Couldn't keep me away. Thumb c Word. We were playing a bit of games with names last night. I haven't changed Manjot's name yet. I might sneakily change that through the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> keep <them> you... going. <laughs> I got keyboard now. I got keyboard now. <laughs> <laughs> so <don't> to... <laughs> keyboard now. Yeah. Yeah it's actually a new one, so I' oh, just got and one yeah. one? Just buy new ones:
0: But uh, the old one's
2: still down there. the They just buy you yeah. break the old one.: did I mean, it's still there it? It's oh, still right. there. Don't worry.:
4: oh. the, most, the most fun I ever had as a 20-year-old was when my keyboards broke. And I went outside and absolutely plastered it over anything.
0: <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what I was hoping Manjot was going to say did, I want this image in my mind of calm manjot just fucking losing it and just smashing the shit out of a keyboard like an 80s guitarist. Just walk out to a wall and go, fuck you.
2: Yes. Hey.
0: If you're ever going to do that, can you TikTok that for me, man? It doesn't have to be yeah. anything
4: with football. Just put it on the show page. Or just sure. find, a catch- find a catchphrase to put in there. Yeah, like an alphabet soup. Yeah, something, something. All right. Now, I'm glad we got that worked yeah, out. Fucking awesome. Hey, Taylor's joined us.
1: G'day,
2: hey, Taylor. How's your Oh, shoot, hey, guys. How's hey, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we heard <laughs> you were <laughs> taking a Lamar Jackson-style shit. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. that, uh, it's what I mean. I like to do what I do best in this world, and that's somewhere I do some of my best work, so I thought I'd just <laughs> get it done, mate. <laughs> yeah,
2: Matthew Judon was apparently injured, yep. but then... He just had to clarify he was taking a piss. So yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> I
4: thought that you had was... to say Matthew Judon was injured taking a poop. Oh, no. <laughs> no, <Imagine. I> mean, <laughs> it's a... no, someone oh. said he was going lock to, lock the to the locker room. I'd recommend Fibre if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of Look, we've of all people. we've all eaten some
1: things we're not proud of and it's just we've all had a bit of a battle on the on the on the porcelain.
4: I mean uh, I, don't, I don't want to ask a name, but oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a roaring start. Great <laughs> this is okay, brilliant. I'm blue, I'm how long, what are we in? Five minutes in and I've hit blue already. Let's go. This is fantastic.
0: <laughs> this is what the people come for though, Ian. So Good to see you here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For your initiation and now you just part of the furniture. Good, good for you, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to describe the segment. It's called Which Bloke? Because it doesn't get more blokey and Aussie than Which Bloke unless we dive into swear words. And, and I mean, I was just not willing to do that for the super. I think we can probably say them. But um, what I wanted to do here is present two guys and either they've got, Pretty similar fantasy value or maybe their NFL situation is kind of near enough to, to make them a real decision if you had a gun to your head and you had to choose to keep one who do you choose and the idea is here we're going to flush them up we're going to get first take of everybody we'll get some votes in and then we'll work out who we need to investigate um, and who's the outliers um, are we already <laughs> which bloke let's do yeah. it
3: this is the Aussie NFL fantasy show.
2: I got no notes, but I got the memory, so. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I believed them a little bit this year, they've just kicked me right in the testes. Ninja, mm. All right, you guys, throw me into the fire straight away, you know, but that's why I'm here.
1: Taylor talk time. Antonio Brown's out there hanging out with Kanye West. If that's not an insane asylum handing the keys to the inmates, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let see. This um, is both terrible and terrible. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've got nothing else. Um, this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show.
0: An award-winning segment in the future sometime. Uh, our first which bloke is going to be, if I can work out what I'm doing here, screen share. Yep, beautiful. Got my screen up. Beautiful. First ones. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? I'm just trying to get it to move now. There we go. First ones. Ah, oh, easy. First easy. One, you, got yeah, James, you got James Winston, the two guys who, uh, well, they're in spots where it's interesting to see what either of them going to do this year
2: because they've both got a lot to prove. I'm taking famous James. Ooh. Easy. Hundred percent. This should be a free zero. Hundred <laughs> percent.
4: Well, come on, man. What?
2: Just why? It Are we just because,
4: ready? Do you want to talk here? Why? One? Give us a quick why. How many of these have you got? Because we, we have got you seen
0: slides. So let's get right. a vote in, and then we can go and kill people. But, but have you got a quick why, man? John?
2: Yeah. Have you seen how Daniel Jones has played on the Giants? He has just not really been great. I mean, he's had no O line. He's had injuries around his team and everything. So he's had not really much of a chance. Whereas Jameis, he was lights out before he got injured last year in that dirty sort of tackle by Devin White. But look, Jameis, he's he's primed for a big year, I reckon. Olave, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, they're going to have a great wide-receiving trio. Kamara, obviously, catching passes from the backfield. I'm really high on Jameis this year. i have taken Jameis over Daniel Jones any day of the week. Wow. All right.
4: Okay, Ian, let's hand it to you. How would you pick- go with this one? Are you doing the same? I'm going to pick Jameis. I, I like I like Jameis. I've always liked Jameis. Everyone was really down on him just because of a a massive amount of interceptions in one year. But uh, it's, it's hard to find a lot of quarterbacks that haven't done that. But I've always liked Jameis because I've always thought – if you're going for – you get to get 30 interceptions in a year but also get 30 touchdowns, it means you really just go on balls to the wall and just (laughs) kind of throw the ball. They're just going to
0: the sky to the opponent, to to everyone.
4: To the window, to the wall. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) Daniel Jones, I don't know, I've just never really been fussed on him. I guess it's kind of a Giants thing maybe. It's just like everything's a bit meh. Just you just get a bit blasé about it. Anything to do with the Giants, and then you've got this dude who I think is very—I don't know—middle mid, of the road as well in terms of personality. Like he's just not out there like some of the other QBs are, even the ones on bad teams. are Sort of a bit more out there. So, well, um, there and, then, and then literally their own um, the giant. So their own their own media Giants Wire. Uh, after the first preseason game Said Giants Daniel Jones Solid but unspectacular In preseason opener Like your own, your own <laughs> media is calling yeah, he's going to uns- be unspectacular though, unspectacular. though yeah. unspectacular. I'm unspectacular on the reg I know but it's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the one place that should be Building him up and trying to get energy in Is just saying he's just Oh hang on there's another guy Daniel Jones is awful Scream countless, <laughs> scream countless tweets from armchair general managers. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So that's
0: from the punters. All right. Fair yeah. <laughs> At least it's not from, you know, the general manager.
4: <laughs> no. I, I, do think, I do think it's a little – there's going to be some more interest in them. I think maybe sort of um, Dave Oll might have gotten a bit more interest back in, in the Giants this year, but we're still going to be able to see it. So it's still Jameis for me.
0: Yeah, not fair enough. Yeah. Is Taylor going to clean sweep this? Gee, I'm going to have to erase this from the annals of history if you guys are going to pan my uh, my Daniel Jones prophecy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep for Jameis, mate. Like yeah. that that Giants team's just going to be straight sphincter this year. Like they they're going to be a bit better than last year because they legitimately cannot be worse. Like like I've brought up before, what they had like 15 touchdowns last all of last year. If they doubled that, that would be the league average. That's how like horrendously bad they were last season. I think Dable going there is going to help them, but I don't. I think it's going to be a longer process than Giants fans probably hope for. I think it's going to take them two, two or three years to really turn that around. And Jones just hasn't really proven that, you know, he's got any consistency to his game at all. So I just don't think that offense is going to be great. Um, I, I don't know if people actually quite give enough credit to the turnaround the Saints are going to have on offense compared to last year either. And like Manjob brought up that Jameis was actually having pretty good stats even before he went down. But have you seen a difference in their wide receiving core to what they had last year? Was it like Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway, Like all these guys that were either really, really late draft picks or not drafted at all. Uh, and then you turn it around to a – we think – a uh, healthy uh, Thomas, uh, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry—like it's just such a massive difference from one year in, one year out. Like, it's it's an enormous change for the Saints' offense. So I actually think the sky's the limit for Jameis this year. Yeah,
0: yeah but There is Tony hype at all. Taylor cannot be cannot be
4: moved on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Kenny Golladay, no hype, and it just. Yeah. Uh,
4: just just for reference, though, so the Giants were 4-13 were and 13 last year, so they definitely could be worse. When Taylor said yeah. that, I thought I could be a basket and go, well, they could be oh, worse. They could be worse in terms of record, but
1: I, I can't let's see games. them having touchdowns. incredible they won four games. Let's, That's let's, what get,
4: let's, let's get that no-win season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's do yeah. it, guys. We can do this. I well, know. Do, do you want to
3: take up Daniel Jones? All right. No. All right. Listen, no This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Manjot, myth,
0: legend. Who thinks they're going first this week, by the way? Hands up. It's Taylor. Oh, you're wrong. It's you, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Oh, okay. Man, that is just a load of information. <laughs> Lots of dumping right there, man. Yes, you gotta go for them early and then trade them. I was feeling that sort of vibe from Taylor. Taylor nailed, I reckon. Yeah, as someone is living the pain of the Jimmy G experience still. So just trade that man, please. I just realized he, you know, basically had hamstrings made of tissue. Sounds great. <laughs> A lot like more. Anyway, back to Mandro. How about me with my paid Manning jerseys I got for Christmas last year?
3: This is. It's the Aussie NFL fantasy show.
2: It's an upgrade, but he's not going to be so elite. Oh, no, Edward okay. Dillard and Miles Sanders.
0: But these are both guys who are in kind of iffy situations. Uh, Edward Dillard has not really shown he's um, taking that whole backfield on on his own. But and he's, he's now got a bunch of company and Miles Sanders, while well, Taylor brought this up in the earlier episode around the Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurst stuff to say this is a, an offense who run the ball, but he has also not really taken that one, but a gun to your head. You got to take one. You got to leave the other. Who do you take? Let's start at the other end. We'll start with Taylor this time.
1: Uh, this feels like torture because these are just two yeah, guys. No, that are, yeah, these these yeah, two are yeah. just in the middle of that running back dead zone that I just hate. And I talk yeah. about draft strategy and fantasy to avoid this. Uh, so, I would like to pass. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm- <laughs> Shoot me now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it feels. Oh, I'm actually going to take Miles Sanders here. And I understand that the Clyde Edwards-Alaire, it's all hype in terms of offense. Like, everyone thinks... It's like if you legitimately just look at the players and how they were going out there and yards per carry and stuff, it's Sanders by a mile. It's not even close. But everyone thinks of Clyde in this like Andy Reid run offense with, with Mahomes and he just always gets hyped because of that. But he actually hasn't done anything like since he's come into the league. He's actually been quite terrible and he's been given chance after chance here. They're not going to keep giving it to him. And I already feel like they're starting to split the backfield um, enough already! You've seen what Pacheco coming out, um, looking like he's decent. Like Jarek McKinnon got pretty much all the work in the playoffs last year. I think Reid trusts him a lot. I-, I can see this being split between three people uh, at the Chiefs. And the problem I have with Clyde is he he doesn't make big plays. Like he does he he never breaks off like more than a twenty yarder. Like everything is just really small, like bits and pieces for him. And then he's too small to really get the goal line work as well. So a lot of the times he doesn't actually get the high value stuff. Whereas like I know Miles Sanders, like he didn't have a single touchdown last year. But I just think in that offense, that he's so due for positive regression, it's not funny. So I'm actually going to give a slight edge to Miles Sanders. I really don't want to be drafting either of these guys. I feel like I've done a disservice to myself in my draft if I have to. Uh, But I would (laughs) give a slight edge to Miles just because I like his offense better in terms of the running game. And I think there's a less chance of him being taken over by someone else.
0: I'm going to shoot over to Manjot here and just say this is going to be simple, right? It's the guy who's wearing red.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... He literally,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's too easy. Look, Red, best color, as I said last episode. Oh, God. 100%. How that video your argument something? Fuck you're full of shit, man, <laughs> 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 nah, Come on, tell us <laughs> so
0: what you really think. Come on.
2: Straight yeah. You, <laughs> Look, what Taylor just said, I actually have no thoughts about either of these two because... They're just guys I'm not even looking at, even in real life NFL. I'm just not even looking at either of them in terms of big name running backs. They're just mid sort of average pe- sort of running back sort of um starters
0: on playoff teams. Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But look, CEH, he's got a lot of hype and there's a lot of upside, but We haven't seen it. I'm just really concerned. We're going into a third year, and running backs, it's about now you got to start peaking in the NFL. you got to have to adjust to the game speed at this stage of your career. And CEH, if he doesn't break out this year, I I really don't know. I really don't know if he can really get there. Now, interesting to look at some stats for CEH. He did have 800 yards in his rookie season, but then always he lost 70 carries and he lost 300 yards in that going from his first to second year. And only three less games too. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He only played three less games last year. And all that work. Yeah, all that work went away. He started getting zippied up. It wasn't all his in the second year. No. I know. Yeah, absolutely not. I yeah, I don't know which one are you going, major.
2: Definitely Sanders. He hasn't voted. He hasn't. Yeah, motive. it's. I'm actually really not sure because they Sanders did have a better season last year. And I I think I think I'm only just going to lean with Sanders just because of what Taylor said. He had a better yards per carry by far, and Sanders in that run first offense of the Eagles, I think he'll play a lot better than a pass first offense the Chiefs have. So, is, which would really piggyback, um, sorry, bring down CEH's stats. So, I'm going with Sanders in terms of fantasy value. But, I, again, like Taylor said, I'm, I'm steering away from both of these guys. That's for sure.
0: I'm glad this one was a real moral dilemma for you man Manjot. So, that's good. Same with Taylor. Yeah. Does Ian have so much conflict? Because, I mean, if you're not fantasy drafting like these two and, I mean... These guys have clearly been hurt by <laughs> <My, laughs> by Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Alaire over time. Are you carrying
4: scars, too, mate? Bring it in. I don't know about scars. I don't know. If it, I don't know if either of these two could scar me. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I would be leaning. I was already instantly leaning towards Sanders, and as I start diving a bit more in depth into the stats, it's um, I'm definitely leaning further that way. And I think for those reasons that that Manjot was saying when we were talking about stats, then that was um, Edward Solaire's production was way down last year. Um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. See, he's not going to if he's not getting the if not getting the carries, and I, and I know some obviously I know a little bits about fantasy. If he's not getting the carries that he was, and he's not getting the yards, then he's still not he's still missing some points, right? Am I, yeah? Opportunity Fantasy
0: yeah. is a lot yeah. better.
4: Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas Sanders' biggest downplay, his, his yards were pretty average. He's gotten sort of like 800 to call close enough to 800 every time. Similar amounts of games played, similar amounts of carries. His problem is last year he didn't score any TDs in all that. Yeah. So previous years he was scoring touchdowns. So, you know, you're getting some points getting middle-of-the-road points, but not converting him to be a really useful prospect. But I still, I still think I would lean towards Sanders if, in a pinch, if I really had to. If someone had already taken every other running back that was worth yeah. salt, exactly.
0: <laughs> this is <laughs> the epitome of the dead zone. Everyone else is gone,
4: and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. what with <we laughs> if, if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> if, I'm the, if I'm the unlucky person in a I don't know some kind of give me a, what like a sixteen-team well, sixteen plus team draft, and I'm that idiot on the snake, and everyone's already taken all the uh, all the running backs, and and I'm left with these two. It'd be Sanders, I think it'd just be Sanders, yeah, the, there's more opportunity. Yeah. I
2: okay. actually had this dilemma, Din and I, in the last episode. Hmm. where I chose Sanders over Ceh, or Ceh was already taken by that time. I already had I chose Sanders, and I absolutely hated myself afterwards when Maddie took Ayuk a couple rounds later. And I was like, ah, oh, I should have gotten you where Sanders was. Yeah.
4: Obviously, I don't know whether you were totally deliberate on it, but obviously there's there are two middle-of-the-road running backs yep. that are behind two quarterbacks who really like their legs.
2: Yeah. Um, and
0: definitely one more than the other in that respect. But because of the passing volume as well, that's the other thing that limits the volume a bit for CEH. Even yeah. if he's the guy who's on the field the most, And even that's not yet to be seen, right? They've they've just created that backfield up by bringing in guys like Rojo as well. Like, we didn't even mention him in that. And there's some money to come across. So, I think you know, there's a bit going on over there in Kansas City. And Miles Sanders, this is the year he has to prove it, I guess, so... I'm yep. glad that well, that was It was still a sweep Which is a little Embarrassing for me But at least you were All fucking tortured So yeah, yeah. One for funny, good yeah. guys
3: This
1: is The
3: Aussie NFL fantasy show Taylor talk time Cause all
1: I do Is win, win, win No matter what That's a full skin Right there We'll four skin That for sort of later <laughs> That's on the first Five pages Wowza on The first four pages Four skin We didn't want to talk about it, you guys brought it up, it wasn't me of course Mate, we'll we'll chat later Um. Yeah, yeah. I didn't (laughs) realise he can trade, I didn't realise it was a trade button I don't do many trades mate, so I always stay on the fence I don't call him an absolute spud and I never call him an absolute choker (laughs) in the second half of years So, well we start with the portaloo at the back When we just shit ourselves uh, straight into the portaloo And then it goes into a hole, not even to an actual toilet
3: Aussie, NFL, fantasy
1: Look, it, Mark Downey, I'm, I'm all dolphins this year, mate, and you're going to have to make a lot of room because I'm not the smallest bloke in the world uh, on that bandwagon.
0: All right. Oh. All right, we're going to up the ante a bit here. We'll go for some wide receivers. We're we'll just middle of the road or whatever. Uh, we've got Mike Williams, who had 780 touchdowns last year. Brandon Cooks, who had a bunch of volume because everyone else left in a defense, or uh, a team without a defense. Um, there, there was just Davis Mills throwing it everywhere, like we were talking about yesterday. So I think these are two guys who they appear around about the same spot, both in our rankings now, but also in average draft position in fantasy. But if you are in NFL world and you need a receiver, neither of these guys are necessarily the guy who's going to, you know, run away with your wide receiver one spot in a, a very competitive playoff team. But both of them are extraordinarily handy. And if you have to pick between one or the other, who do you go with? I'm going to kick it off at the Ian this time. No time for you to read
4: stats, brother. I'm throwing you in the fire. I got plenty of time to read stats. I can through. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. I can pluck through anything, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, you've been here 10
0: minutes and you're like, fuck you, Matty. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to make it. He'll be fine on our show anytime he wants to come <laughs> on. He's, he knows the
4: rules. Fuck you, Matty. <laughs> yeah. um, I, look, Fuck. You really, you asked for only hard ones. That's definitely, it's still definitely it's, I think, look, I'd lean instantly towards Brandon Cooks. He's been around longer. Um, his production has been relatively, I'm still trying to find him, but yeah, relatively even, relatively normal. Every year except 2019, which yeah, really, big concussion year, yeah. Um, I think he's done done the job. There's a, there's, yeah, I mean there's average amounts of TDs in there as well. So good yards after catch as well. There's there's lots of good stuff. I think it, uh, I'd be I would have lent towards Brandon Cooks instantly anyway rather than Mike Williams, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Something in my brain is telling me that 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 would be the way to go anyway. So we'll just stick with that. All right. Not much. Uh, there's not much for me to say on that one. I just yeah. he, he's yeah. got a gut feel. That's it. That's, that's sometimes it's all you need. Gut feel I content. generally don't. I and it's uh, probably a fault of mine. I don't know a lot about a lot of Chargers players, which is a is a weird gap in my knowledge, for some reason.
0: I'm looking forward to you inviting on my Chargers podcast later on. Then that'd be great. Like you would have a Chargers
4: <laughs> podcast as well, wouldn't you?
0: No, Taylor All does. Right. He's in love with Justin Herbert. Those two, I don't know, you may have missed this. actually got married at the end of our first season. Um, and <laughs> he's got the, the bling, man. Hey. He's got hey. the bling, um, So I'm going to throw it to Taylor so he can wax lyrical about his boyfriend's uh, best man here, Mike Williams.
1: So, <laughs> I don't know where you're going to go on this. I actually don't know, mate. So I've actually got some some good thoughts about this. Um What's actually funny, right? So in drafts, and this really makes sense to put these together because these two are going like back to back in drafts, but yeah. what's funny is they could not be pole like more polar opposites <laughs> if you tried. <laughs> yeah. but, but honestly, and you, like to, to use a fantasy aspect for this, your draft construction completely dictates who you would take out of these two guys, right? So Brandon Cooks is going to be the most stable wide receiver in that in that um, area. Completely, like he to me, he doesn't have a chance of being top ten, but he also to me doesn't have a chance of being probably outside the top twenty five. Like he's going to be right in that in in between those two, and he's going to be the stabilizing force of your team. So I, I actually think he's a very very good pick there in fantasy. But then you go to Mike Williams who is probably going to have five top three wide receiver weeks this year. And he's probably going to have about three or four like outside the top 50. Yeah. Like He could two not guys, be yeah. any These two guys are, are so different from each other. Uh, I'm going to say like, obviously, again, if you're drafting a team and you want a wide receiver one, I would take Brandon Cooks. If you want a wide receiver two or three, you want Mike Williams because you want the mm. you want the deviation. You want the guy that you can throw out there in a really good matchup that could get you twenty five or thirty points when you're weak. So in in that aspect, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Mike Williams because I'm just gonna go the better offense. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go the Chargers offense led by my hubby Justin Herbert, uh, who's, who's in that division that's gonna have at least probably two or three games this year that's going to have at least one team score 40 points. But like there is going to be so many points scored in that division this year. And Mike Williams, I think – I still think Keenan Allen is the one, don't get me wrong, but I think Mike Williams, the way they just paid him, I think he's going to slowly sort of take that step into the one eventually as as Keenan Allen eventually sort of fades away. I'm not saying that happens this year, but it's going to happen eventually. Um so I'm just going to take the high upside of uh, Mike Williams because I I kind of know what I'm getting out of Brandon Cooks. But if you're looking for the guy that could turn into wide receiver one this year, Mike Williams is the only one out of these two that could do it.
0: Mm, nice. All right. I still as you went on there for a while there was just not sure where you were gonna go. <laughs> so I'm kinda yeah, know. Least, otherwise they're two like...
1: very close guys, but are two very different guys. So it's it really it depends on you've got to pick your poison there. Mate, You strung me
0: along. I was it was like a cliffhanger. I was just wondering which way you're gonna go. <laughs> uh, man, so I'm interested in which way you're gonna go So I've got a feeling it's not, I, I just I wouldn't wanna say before you said though, but I think I feel I feel like I know where you're gonna go.
2: Yeah, this is a very interesting one. As Taylor said, very poor opposites. Brandy Cook's number one wide receiver but his quarterback was a rookie last season and they're just developing as a team so he'll get a lot of volume. Whereas Mike Williams, he has Keenan Allen next to him and we all know how much I love Keenan Allen but
0: um, oh, I'm with us too. Those two. I've yeah. circle jokes before. It's it's uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> but I'm Herbert, so man. Herbert is the real deal. Compared to Mills, Herbert is miles better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, like, I like your face, as I was saying the Circle Jack before. and Your face just went from, you know, enjoying the conversation to quite disgusting.
2: <laughs> 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 Sorry, man. Just carry on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. Now, I think you have a feeling which way I'm going. I, sh- yeah. uh, I think you Brandon. I'm, I'm going the way of Taylor. I'm going with oh. Mike Williams. I'm actually going with Mike Williams. And I, I I know a lot of people would expect me to go with Brandon Cooks because high volume. I'm always talking about a lot of volume, having more dependability. But I do love the upside of Mike Williams in this offense this year. <laughs> I'm really excited he has a lot more upside than Brandon Cooks. I'm willing to take fly on that any day of the week, to be honest, compared to Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks, don't get me wrong, he's an amazing fantasy football starter. He's probably a better receiver um, in real life. But also, when you look at the stats, Michael Williams, is yard-per-catch is always above that 15 in average yards per catch every single year. The last four years, always above 15 yards per catch. And he got, what, 10 touchdowns 2018, a 1,000 yards 2019, 2020 had a little bit of a down year, but still got five touchdowns at 750 yards. 2021, oh, that's where he broke out last season. It was 1.1k and nine touchdowns. This dude was amazing. And I think He got a well-deserved contract extension. He's just turned 27, so he's a bit younger than Cooks as well. So I reckon I'm leaning towards that Mike Williams side because I'm really excited about what his upside can bring. And this is definitely
1: situational because if you took those two players and swapped teams, this wouldn't even be a discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think you make
0: an actually a really good point about age too, because one thing that's mystifying about Brandon Cooks he's been in the league 75 years, but he's, he's like, you know, 26 or something. He's been traded like 88 times. Uh, he's definitely had more yeah. teams than 10 birthdays. That's true. It's, it's extraordinary how young he was when he came here, but he's been around, what is he, on his fifth team now or something like that. And he, yeah, he's still, still fairly young, surprisingly young. Um, so he's still got a lot of time in the league and he, and he hasn't really been terribly hurt. He had that one year where he struggled with concussions. Um, Mike Williams hasn't been that lucky with injury, but yeah, bigger framed guy. They, they tend to just last. So I think in a dynasty situation, that would be an interesting conversation too. It's kind of not what we're here for, but um, I mean, I, I, I was so surprised that you went the Mike Williams. I, I think you make some great points about it. Though, so. um, wow. That's our first split. Okay.
3: This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show Maddie C Oh,
0: let's get this out of the way first Is there anything you all need me to say in my weird accent? He is ready to go I did this to yeah. Taylor a lot during Grand Final yes. in Astro League And he was
1: like, shut up,
4: shut up <laughs> <laughs> Mate,
0: I feel like I know who you're going to pick, so it's okay yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm still writing notes I've just, so many times you said things that I think I could probably turn that into a joke So I'm just writing it down
3: Aussie NFL fantasy
0: They are a true ass sandwich Bread, ass, bread. This Lesthorus um, is both terrible but- and terrible. <laughs> 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 I've got nothing else. Um, I'm trying to coax him to just be like, shut up, you or have a crack at me, and he's not biting me. That is the ice cold worst take I've ever heard.
3: This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show.
0: Okay, we all good on Australian culture. This is our long suit, right? How about Juju Smith-Schuster and Rush Odd, baby? Oh, ha
4: oh, ho, ho. ho. Hmm.
2: Dang. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm gonna
0: not... man first because he's the only one who's making any noise. The other two are just like playing dead. They're like,
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, god damn, right so
0: I'm
2: not gonna pick you, I'm gonna pick <laughs> what <laughs> Don't do you think, brother? Mouth, yeah, this is this one's difficult because new situation essentially for both of them ha- having to fight to be the wide receiver one on their team and. It's a really tough one, Juju, a veteran, but he's had his struggles. Rashad Bateman, he was a rookie last season. He's not really proven himself in the league, but he does. He does have Lamar. Both of them have an MVP quarterback. Just just before anyone accuses me of forgetting that Mahomes won in 2018, the year before Lamar won in 2019. So, look, they both have MVP quarterbacks. I'm gonna to lean towards Rashad Bateman, and that's a controversial take. But here's why. I think Juju against those first team corners, the first team corners like CB1s so you're looking at, sort of those those guys who go on your best receiver. Him against those type of cornerbacks, he hasn't been as good. He had an amazing 2018, but that's because he was facing cornerback twos when A B was on the team just getting all the attention. Whereas Rashad Bateman, we don't really know about him. I still think he's going to get cornerback one treatment, but I think he's just the best pass catcher the Ravens have. I think they can use him a little bit in the rushing game too. There's, I'm all, I, I know, I've been talking about wide receivers having some sort of rushing upside because I'm a Debo jersey now. I know there's some magic just poison just been put in my head about rushing wide receivers but but all yeah it's just a run first team he can have some sort of short yardage passes or maybe a few jet sweeps here and there and he has a bit of a high upside i think sky Moore is going to emerge as well in kc he's a name to watch this guy is going to emerge for kc and that's where i'm i'm really high on sky Moore. i'm I'm actually very high in Skymore this season. I think he's building a good rapport and training camp, as we'll talk about in the preseason show later. But Skymore has been building up with Mahomes a bit. I think that's going to affect Juju a lot. So, yeah, I'll pass it off to someone before I just keep going.
0: Right, yeah. one of the Bateman camp. I'm going to move to the man wearing purple because I think, uh, that again, this is like the red thing. He just literally sailed both guys in red down the river, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to do the same for the man in your colour here,
4: Ian? It's 100% not the reason I'm choosing Rashard Bateman, but I am choosing Rashard Bateman. And I think that's hey. more, be- more because I think he's got, uh, when you talk about ceilings and floors, I think he has a higher ceiling than Juju does. Um, he's got a lot to give. Uh, the Ravens and um, Lamar have already been talking about uh, how good the chemistry is and they've already tagged him, I think pretty much as um, wide receiver one. Um, So he seems to be, you know, making some good inroads there with the team. And and I think he has a better future there. Whereas Juju, I mean, the Steelers didn't want him effectively and he only signed a one year deal with, um, with the chiefs. And as, Major was saying you know the Chiefs have got other guys on that on their roster now who have probably got again got a higher ceiling probably even a higher floor than Juju um mm-hmm. and he's he's really going to have to he's really going to have to show up during the season I think to get an extension past this year um and then to probably be better than than if we were doing these two comparisons better than Rashad Bateman will be I think I think Bateman I think the Ravens are probably going to go there'll be a lot more pass passing game this season I think you'll start to see that coming alive a bit more because other teams will have already figured out their their run first offense way too much and they know that they have to evolve at some point and I think you're going to see this guy get a lot more carries and a lot more ball hmm.
0: That's how I, I know that you're not a believer in uh the world of Mark Andrews is all of a sudden this uh, indomitable figure in the receiving game for the Ravens. But I also know that you love Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Juju um, <you> Poo Poo Juice? <laughs> that, that's the guy. Um, Yes, big fat poo poo. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can go on this one because I think you've got your gripes with them as well. And this has been the theme with pretty well everyone I've brought up is there's reasons to poke holes in them. What do you got, man?
1: Well, it's another funny one where they're going near each other in drafts, but they're in two very, very different situations. So, we don't know what the pecking order is going to be at the Chiefs. Like To me, he's got the far better opportunity because he's at the Chiefs, who are going to be far better on offense than the Ravens. But I I know Rashad Bateman's the one. I know he's going to be the one in the wide receiving core. whereas I don't know – like, there is no way of predicting who's going to be the one that's week in this Chiefs offense. Like, well, I know it's going to be Kelsey, but in terms of the wide receivers, I have absolutely no idea. So, it's it's, it's a real sort of variance there. Um, I, I slightly disagree um, with Ian there. I don't actually think the Ravens are going to pass more. I actually think they're going to pass less than last season. I think they'll pass more than what they did Years prior to last year, I just think last year was a complete anomaly. Like Lamar threw like something like twenty or thirty percent more than he has any other season last year because he had to had absolutely no choice. They had no running backs. They were getting guys from the street basically to put to put in the running back system. There, I don't think that happens again. I think it goes back to the mean, and they actually pass a lot less than they did last season. That's my issue I've seen with Mark Andrews. Uh, I. This sounds like I'm heading towards Juju. I'm not. I'm taking Rashad Bateman uh, I, just because I know his role better. If I'm picking someone in this range, I would rather take the guy that I, I feel I'm more comfortable with that I know his role. Juju could seriously be on the waivers like in week one or week two because if he comes out and he's just doing absolutely nothing. Th- there's also a worry, and, and Ian brought it up, like he only got a one-year deal. This guy like two years ago was like breaking records. And then all of a sudden, every single Friday, his knee's getting drained. And now all of a sudden, he's getting one-year deals and, and everyone's passing on him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something we don't know about, like a, like something to do with that knee. I, I th- I'm, you know, I'm getting the tinfoil hat out again here, but the fact that he couldn't get a longer deal with anyone and there didn't really seem to be an enormous like, market for him I'm not so sure he's, in, he's you know, completely healthy and uh, we'll find out pretty quick in that team. But I'm just going to take Rashad baby, because I feel like I know what he is. And you are right, he has a bigger ceiling because he's a second-year player and he could really break out into that Hollywood mold and, you know, he could actually turn into someone better than Hollywood. We just don't know. Yeah. Huh?
2: And don't forget the distraction. Juju and Jackson Mahomes TikTok collabs just, oh, just be careful. Steal steer away from Juju before you forget about that. Essentially, I,
4: yeah, I reckon that's why they only gave him a one-year deal. That's the real reason for the one-year yeah. deal. not his injuries or anything. So, see if he fucks up with Jackson. And then yeah, exactly. If it fucks up, Pat, again. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to have those distractions. So I, don't know, I think at <laughs> the end of the day, I think you're right. There's too many, there's too many people on the Chiefs yep. who are going to split all of that um, – all of that work. And I think that's very deliberate by Andy Reid as well. Yeah. Um, he wants that to happen. Replace Tyreek with four guys instead of one. Yeah, and you are going to yeah. really keep people guessing, you know, because Tyreek is such a freak that it didn't matter that you went to him the majority of the time. He was always going to achieve. Um, I, I almost think there's going to be a point where I think Kelsey might get more, um, more targets, more receptions, than some of these wide receivers on the Chiefs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's close. And sort of part of the reason why I thought these two would be compelling is they're both in offences where they're tied is their wide receiver one. Yeah. And it does mean that even at best, they're already the second best option. But, I mean, the other thing I thought about the Ravens too is, if this guy is the big name in the Ravens receiving core, well, fuck, it tells you a hmm. bit about the Ravens receiving core. and. <laughs> um, And that the Chiefs are really no different. They've got bodies and none of them are extraordinary bodies once you get past their tight ends. So I sort of thought that was why it would be compelling and I was not expecting to have water douched on me three times, three clean sweats, (laughs) and Ian, the one who stuck his neck out on my boyfriend, Brendan Cook. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll be taking Ian out for a nice fancy meal later on. It's (laughs) (laughs) it's
4: it's only because I (laughs) I threw Davis Mills at you in the last... <laughs> now,
0: I'm Or you guys spoke about any of too. This is not something that I created after I heard your guys' takes yesterday. So once, um, once the Davis Mills things came up, I did think I was going to have at least one friend with Brandon Cooks, but I still thought it was going to be Manjot To be honest,
2: <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah, I fell for the for the eyes of the upside. That's what I fell for. The eyes of the upside of Michael Williams.
0: Wow. Okay. Thank you for playing around witch bloke. Um, so at the moment we've got Jameis on a 3-0 win. Can't believe Clyde edwards leg got douche 3-0 for Miles Sanders. Jesus Christ. Mike Williams in a 2-1 technical victory over, um, over Brandon Cooks but a complete knockout for Rashad Bateman over Juju Smith-Schuster. Who would have ever thought that? Uh, thank you guys for playing a game of witch bloke. <laughs> It'll be coming hey. soon. It's to Go every channel near you.
1: And he starts going <laughs> like he just he like, has- goes absolutely mental and then like nearly explodes. like the
0: uh, game show version of playing Nick Curiosity. He-
1: so, just to clarify, hmm. one team scores more points and they both lost to the Jets. So, you <laughs> get to take the team that scores more points.
2: Yes. NFL? You guys made me really thirsty with all those like trophy picks. Like, trophies making me thirsty.
1: Who won starts the week, well,
0: right? Um let- and I'll talk about it. <laughs>
2: okay, on to the next one. This is about 20 years of being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I, reckon. I feel like this was so
0: much easier when I wrote it down. You guys are making this sound so hard.
3: This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show.
0: But it was in the Brady era. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everything's yeah. in the Brady era, mate. <laughs>